This message first aired on the radio on September 2nd, 2003. We're looking at the dispensation of the law, and uh, like all dispensations, and maybe it does the best job of this uh, because it, it does repeat it so much, but every dispensation is designed by God to show us his faithfulness and our failure. His faithfulness and our failure. And, of course, the failure of Israel during the dispensation of law was not that they broke the Ten Commandments. Uh, of course, they did that before they were before the ink was dry. Well, yes, that's right. Before the tables were delivered on the Ten Commandments, they were broken. And so Moses broke the first set in his heated uh, displeasure. And, of course, the children of Israel were breaking them as they were being written. And so I believe that as God was giving, as was he as He was engraving, and he did speak them aloud before he engraved them. I mean, they did hear them. So they were able, they were actively busy breaking them after they were delivered aloud while Moses was in the mountain. And I believe while God was writing into the rock and etching the first commandment, they were busy building their false god. Then I believe that as he was writing the second one, the people below were busy with the, making their graven image, and and then I believe and and so forth, uh, they were probably doing it on the sat doing work on the working on the Sabbath as soon as the Sabbath rolled around, and of course they were dishonoring their parents and all the things, uh, you know, coveting substantially and committing adultery as they sat down to eat and rose up to play and so forth, so so it's a wonderful uh, portrayal. Uh, the scripture, I mean, and it's not just a story, but it's a wonderful record to demonstrate the the unbelief of the children of Israel in the breaking of the Ten Commandments. But that's not just it. After all, whatever commandments were on the heart of man, people were busy breaking from the time of Adam. Even though they didn't sin after the similitude of Adam's sin, yet death reigned from Adam to Moses. And so the law is, is not just written in stone by God, but it's also written on the heart. And though they can cover up uh, the, the Ten Commandments that Judge Moore sticks out in the rotunda in the, the, at the Alabama Supreme Court complex, maybe we'll call it the commandment plex, uh, even though they can, they can make him put it in an obscure place or cover it up, the law written on the hearts of every sinner that's busy doing that uh, is uncovered before God. But but the children of Israel didn't fail in keeping the law. They failed in believing the word of God. And that is what their failure really was. It was a failure to believe God. Now, when looking through this dispensation and covering such a vast territory of Scripture, we need some kind of guideline. I've thought about how can I possibly conduct myself well and summarily through this dispensation that encompasses so much scripture and so i turn to the scripture to do that and let me say there's a bible hermeneutic there's a principle of interpretation that you can just have here one of the things we want you to do is to enjoy the scriptures and to create an outline deliver an outline that we that we ourselves have retained that was freely given to us we want to deliver that outline to you the listener as you will absorb it and one of the principles of of interpretation of scripture so that you'll enjoy your Bible and get an outline is to lean on the scriptures to look at the scriptures. And for example, the book of Hebrews chapter 11 does a a nice summary of uh, the faithlessness and the faithfulness of 
of people in the scripture and and hebrews 11 told us about moses and so we covered moses birth because told us for example in hebrews 11:23 by faith moses when he was born was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child or a chosen child or a child of purpose with god so we covered that portion and then we covered verse 24 and 25 we look back in the book of exodus when moses refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter because in hebrews 11:24 we read that and then we see how he forsook egypt and then we we took up a bit of the passover because it said through faith he kept the passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them and we went on and we let hebrews 11 conduct us a bit through the book of Exodus. Well, now we've come to the book of Joshua, the book of Judges, this very poorly understood period in the history of Israel leading up to the kingship of David. And and we'll, we'll also use the book of Hebrews to help us through that. And I want to read this section that will guide us. And it's not very many uh, verses. So we'll start in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29, and we'll be guided by this through the book of uh, Joshua and Judges in a summary kind of way. By faith, verse 29, Hebrews 11, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, as saying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Now that really opens up to us the book of Joshua, beginning really in the second chapter, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, there we have Daniel, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. That in the life of Elijah. And Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, there we see perhaps Isaiah, were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, that is, a good report from God about themselves, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect or made mature. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And what sin is that? That is unbelief. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, we can go on, and maybe we should go on and just read this, but uh, but we're not going to. 
this now gives us the at least a perspective, the Hebrew, the, the inspired perspective, and through the book of Hebrews, the inspired perspective of what that dispensation was really all about. It was about the faithlessness of the nation, but the faith of a few. But the faith of a few. And so the principle comes forward out of the dispensation of law. The principle comes forward just as it did out of the dispensation of promise that law does not help a man succeed but defines his failure. And that's that's unhappily what so many people do not understand. The law is a tutor to bring us to Christ because it teaches us that we need him. And the law is good if it's used lawfully. That The law is good, and the law is good only if it's used lawfully. And what is the lawful use of the law? The lawful use of the law is to convict a sinner. That's the lawful use of law. There is also the unlawful use of law. And it's a disgrace, and it's a real serious problem. And it needs to be opposed. The unlawful use of the law, not in society, the unlawful use of the law in society, well, you can exercise your citizen rights. You're free to do whatever you want or to not do. That's your freedom. You're free to do something about it. Then you can, then you can exercise your freedom. You can vote whatever. I'm not here for that. I'm here talking about the Word of God to God's people or to whoever will believe. If you're not one of God's people, I'm speaking to you so that you will believe. And the lawful use of the law is to bring a sinner to to conviction. The law was not written for a righteous man. The law is not written for the righteous. It is written for sinners. It is there to define for you God's high moral standard. And, and if you want to, if you want an even higher moral standard, you can also then add to the law the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll see that God is actually not merely concerned with the behavior with deeds, which is what the law defines against. The law de- only defines sin for deeds. But the Lord Jesus Christ points out to us that out of the abundance of the heart, comes forth sin, and the problem is not just the deeds. That's the symptom of the problem. The problem is in the heart. The problem is in the mind. We can sin in thought, word, and deed. And so the purpose of the law is to give us a standard against which we can measure ourselves to see to it that we, though we may be normative in the big, in the, in the, so that we'll set aside our normalism, which would which would tell us I'm in the middle of the big bell curve, so I guess I'm okay. It'll set that aside and give us a proper measure instead of a bell curve of population to say, well, I'm about like the average guy. It gives us something else to measure ourselves against. It gives us a moral yardstick where we find out that we're only maybe three millimeters high in a, on a on a on a one kilometer meter stick that God will use to judge us. And when we find out that we're a failure, we're undone, and we see, well, what now must we do to be saved? And the good news, okay, so the bad news is the law about you. The bad news is you measured up to the law. The good news is Christ came to save sinners, and Christ became a curse. The law says, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. The Lord, the Lord who knew no sin, 
became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, in reviewing, therefore, the dispensation of law, we see that there were those who moved by faith. And opening up, uh, closing out the previous dispensation, and really opening up, uh, well, not the dispensation, but closing out the previous book, closing out the book of Exodus, and bringing us really into the book of, uh, and closing out the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, we we see that they passed through the Red Sea, they passed in the wilderness, they came to Kadesh Barnea, they were failures, they perished in the wilderness, they, they did not believe the word of God concerning the land that God had for them. And so they fell in the wilderness due to unbelief, and we pointed out that, their, that the climactic moment of that was at Kadesh Barnea. Now we find a new generation under Joshua going to go into the land, and the, it, it tells us, by faith, verse 30 of Hebrews 11, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Verse 31, by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Now what does this mean to us? Well, if we look back in the the book of Joshua, if we'll open to the second chapter of the book of Joshua, we can see really the story, and it covers the story about Rahab and about Jericho, covers a good deal of of Scripture itself, uh, which we'll not do any justice to at this time, but we're not attempting to. But let me lay the scene here. The scene is that the Lord has now put Joshua in command. He's given a new captive over the children of Israel, one like Moses, insofar as he's faithful. But Joshua, being the na- carrying the actual name of our Lord Jesus Christ, is a picture of the one greater than Moses as a son over his own house rather than a faithful servant in the house. And we have here Joshua, a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. Moses could not go into the land, neither can the law take one into the promised land, but only by grace through faith can you enter in. And Joshua now is the commander of the children of Israel. As it says in the first chapter of the book of Joshua, God said to to the children of Israel, he spoke to Joshua, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto unto Moses. So, now, he further promises them great success. He tells Joshua this, There shall not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be to thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be of, be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance, the land which I swear to their fathers, to give them. Only be strong and courageous, that thou mayest observe to do all according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Now, Joshua believes that. He believes God will perform for him. And that's what distinguishes him from the rest. It is not that Joshua is bigger, stronger, smarter. It is that he believes God. And so whatever the occasion arises, and he's always, and he's ever been 
That's why he's a captain of Israel. He's ever been the one who believes God. He was one, remember, at Kadesh Barnea that believed it early in life. And so now the children of Israel who who wanted to go into the land, this is a this is an, another opportunity for them. It's a, Jericho's a little bit like Kadesh. We'll come back in a minute, but we're going to see that they're going to do what God says and that God performs just as he says he will. Now, Joshua's going to send two spies into the land instead of 12. It didn't matter that he sent 12 in, that Moses sent 12 in, one from every tribe before, because 10 of them came back with an evil report. As that song ought to, to say, it doesn't. Twelve men went to spy out Canaan. Ten were unbelieving, and two believed God, and it was counted unto them for righteousness. It's kind of hard to put that to music, but somebody can do it. So, so Joshua sends two men to spy out Jericho. And he says, go view the land, even Jericho. And they went. And uh, this is now Joshua chapter 2. And they went, verse 1, and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. So here's Rahab the harlot, always known as Rahab the harlot, known by her sin. But it's it's here, the harlot Rahab is the believer. She believes. And she's a picture here of a Gentile believer. Now, she's not a picture of a Christian believer. She's a picture of a Gentile believer. And you say, well, you know, weren't you once a Gentile? Yes. I think I've verified substantially to myself that I was once a Gentile. I did a little research, and my my heritage I got, I got is back to part part of my heritage is in Sicily, part of my heritage is in Germany, part of my heritage is in Ireland. Whichever way I turn, it looks pretty Gentile to me. I was once a Gentile, but I am not a I am not a Gentile believer. And I just beg to differ with those who say I am. I am a Christian, and I'm no Gentile. And but Har- but Rahab here cannot be a Christian, and is no Christian. She'll never be a Christian. She is a Gentile believer. And there's a day coming. This has some prophetic help to us because there's a day coming when God will turn again to Israel. And all Israel will be saved. But before all Israel is saved, there will be a faithful remnant of Israel that proclaims a testimony concerning our Lord Jesus Christ after the church, which is his body, is taken up out of the world and is not, will not be added to anymore. There, then, then Israel will become once again God's vehicle through whom he will reach the Gentiles. And they will now believe that Israel is God's chosen people and that they are the ones representing God and the Messiah, just as Rahab believes here. So here here come these spies into the land, but it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there come men in hither to in, in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they become to search out all the country. And so 
he's got a good he's got a little good CIA operation here. We have you know the children of Israel send in a couple of spies. I won't say they're Mossad. Don't, that's Israel and unbelief. This is Israel's spies, and the king of Jericho has his own pretty good spies who say you know somebody slipped into Rahab's house. Now of course Rahab is a harlot. And so men are coming and going into her house all the time. So now they said, these are different guys. These are spies. And Rahab took the two men and hid them. And now we find this out. In in Hebrews 11, we find out by faith the harlot Rahab, when she received the spies with peace, perished not. So Rahab moved on the basis of faith. Well, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. What did she hear? Well, she heard the word of God concerning the children of Israel. And here's what she told the men that she hid up on a roof. She said, verse 9, Joshua 2, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. Of course, those were a couple of big fellas, a couple of raffas. And as soon as we heard these sayings, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, that you will save my father alive, and my mother, and my brethren, and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if you utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land, we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. So her her wall, her house was part of the town wall, her exterior wall was part of the town wall, and there she dwelt up on the wall that she was actually built in, and she has an inner wall. And now she she rescues them, and she she hides them from the king of Jericho. So she really she rescues them in a, after a manner of speaking. Of course, <clears throat> the fact is they're not the ones that are rescued. And and this, by the way, is the is the is the real truth. They're not the ones that are rescued. She's the one that's rescued. Now, there's a couple of interesting turnarounds here, because not only does she believe the word of the Lord concerning them, that God will surely give them the land, and therefore the, she, she tells them about the fear of God being upon everyone. She believes that word concerning Israel's future, which is the picture of Gentile belief, and for that reason she treats them kindly. This corresponds to Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, we see the Lord Jesus Christ coming to earth and as king, judging the nations. And he says, uh, and he divides the, and he divides them, these on the left and those on the right, and those that enter into the kingdom, 
They say to him, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you naked? When did we see you thirsty? And he says to them, insomuch as you did this to the least of these my brethren, who are the Jews, you've done it to me, come inherit the kingdom prepared. So that is not about me. I don't, I'm not saved by giving a Jew a glass of water. I'm not saved by hiding a Jew from the Nazis, even though I think I would, I would want to do that. I would want to hide anybody from wicked men trying to kill them, uh, uh including, uh, God's, uh, own earthly people. But that's not the point. That is today not how someone is saved. And neither are we commissioned to do that. We, well, you're free to. We're certainly free to give water to the thirsty, but who doesn't do that? I mean, you'd have to be pretty wicked to have a thirsty guy and not give him any water. You will not be saved that way. Not today. This is not about today. This is about Israel and the Gentiles. And in that coming day, Israel will be persecuted throughout the entire world. And just as Rahab did, one will lay down his life for his enemy, or at least officially his enemy, only believing that God is a rewarder that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we see Rahab's faith here. But what what's interesting is that Rahab is the one actually rescued, not the two men. And here's something else we see. The two men believe Rahab. All right, that's maybe as marvelous as Rahab believing the two men, or believing concerning the two men. It's maybe as marvelous that they also believe her. And what a wonderful exchange this really is when you meditate on it. What what great thoughts come to the mind. Give yourself time to think about this. This is a woman who's a harlot. This is a woman whose deeds have nothing to do with her salvation. And I want to tell you that beyond that, she's incorporated into the line of of the Lord. But we'll well, really, just set this aside for some of the some of the some of the grand thoughts around Rahab aside, in order to portray that it is by grace through faith, and and that only that someone is rescued or is saved, and and she's not merely rescued, by the way, from uh, immediate death. This is not some kind of temporal salvation that is worked. She is saved and is and is noted in Hebrews chapter eleven. And I want to tell you something. Maybe this, maybe this is for you ladies out there. Rahab believed God. Rahab believed the word concerning God. And Rahab stuck her own neck out in behalf of who is clearly here, the Lord's servants. And that's the way she conducted herself. And she's an unapparent, despised person in every other sense. I'm sure all the other women hated her. But Rahab ended up in Hebrews chapter 11, not because she's a harlot, despite that she's a harlot, because she believed God. And I want to tell you that she's in this chapter, and Deborah is not in this chapter. And as we go forward in our study, we're going to see that. So now she that she asked for a token, and the men said unto her, We'll be blameless of this thine oath, verse 17 of Joshua 2. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which did, 
window which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all the father's household home unto thee. And so she has this scarlet thread. Look, there's, there's hanging a scarlet thread. Maybe that's what, maybe, maybe when they tell Alabama you can't be the crimson tide anymore, they can play on the further ignorance of wicked men and call themselves okay we'll call ourselves the scarlet line what a there's a there's an idea for you there's something to there's something to call the nebraska pipeline the scarlet line see if that catches on and see if we can't have a little alabama right here in our own state but anyway here uh, uh, now that that is not a husker that's not about husker football that's about the scriptures okay so now she th- and of course we have a picture here just like isn't that just isn't this reminiscent just like the Passover it, really here she's going to bring her house in there's the blood showing there's that scarlet line showing on the window and she'll be rescued that way.